Welcome to the Business Buffet Podcast with Ed Bejarana and Phil Anderson. This is a conversation in and around business with a pinch here and a sprinkle there of anecdotal stories. Like most buffets, we'll offer the staples. You know, the things that are in every buffet, the meat and potatoes with a cursory helping of veggies. Ed certainly appreciates that. In addition to the staples, the best buffets serve up a mishmash of food items that are too hard to pronounce but are a necessity. So we'll offer up a smorgasbord of special items too. Our Business Buffet podcast aims to give you the fundamental principles and strategies any successful business needs to know. Please subscribe to the Business Buffet podcast wherever you download your podcast. We hope you're hungry as the Business Buffet is open and ready to serve. Now, here is Ed and Phil. Welcome, everyone, to Business Buffet. My name is Phil Anderson. And I'm Ed Bejarana. And we are going to talk about something today uh, that's near and dear to my heart. But I want to find out, first and foremost, Ed, how are you doing today? You know, I'm doing pretty good. I, uh, uh, You know, it's it's been just an outstanding summer. The whole, the whole year has really done good for the business. How about you? It, the summer has come and gone seemingly very fast. Uh, we are... Obviously, in the fall now, as of this uh, airing, but we're recording, you know, much earlier than that. I will say that uh, it's been a good summer. Never like it when summer ends. Um, anyway, I wanted to move on, and and when you asked me uh, what topic I wanted to talk about, I didn't even hesitate. I didn't even think, have to think a moment. Uh, customer service. Uh, what has happened to customer service in today's world? Ain't that the truth? Uh, you walk into a store and it's it's like you're a burden to them. It sometimes seems like you are taken away from something they really want to do more than just help you. And uh, if businesses would just stop, take a step back and think uh, about the benefit of good customer service, and it shouldn't be a chore, it should be something that's natural and a part of the culture of the business, I think that they would probably change their tune a little bit. I, I wonder if it's if it's a product of the business owner or if it's just a product of the workforce. Have we reached a point in society today where uh, the younger workers especially, but even some of the older workers, this I don't think this is a challenge just to the young, but uh, you know, I walk into a Home Depot and ask for help and they first they give you that look like you know how dare you interrupt me I'm <laughs> I'm I'm working here I'm I'm I I think we might have reached a point in our culture where customer service is a four letter word. It's interesting businesses and companies galore claim they are number one in customer service or second to none in customer service. But I want to know Ed, why does it seem like businesses tend to give more lip service? than customer service i think it's creativity you know when when they go to business school or coaching or just a friend telling them hey here's how you should run your business everybody says you you should stand out from the competition should set up your unique selling proposition and really really deliver in the area of customer service but nowhere in the business classes or coaching session do they actually talk about what is good customer service. Okay, uh, inquiring minds. What, in your opinion, what is it? 
you know, I think putting the customer's needs first. It's kind of like walking into a shoe store. This is one of my favorite stories. I I walked into a shoe store, and, and uh, this is a few decades ago when I was younger. And I'd walk in, and uh, the salesperson, they'd come up, and they'd, they'd say, can I help you find anything? And me, I'm like, eh, no, I'm just here to browse. Well, that's not true. <laughs> I, I went to the shoe store with something in mind to buy. Why didn't I just tell them, well, yeah, I'm here for a size nine and a half tennis shoe in white. One of the many differences, by the way, between men and women. Exactly. Uh, guys will go into a store to buy but not to browse. So as I got older, I realized it's really in my best interest as a consumer to tell the person who's there to help me what it is I want. And right about the time I got used to doing that, there wasn't anybody interested in providing what it is I wanted. So I think the answer to your question is the the definition of good customer service is giving your customers what they want. You said putting customers' needs first. That's You have to identify those needs. I was um, recently in a hospital here in Coeur d'Alene, and I will say I was blown away by the customer service. And I'm, I'll say it, it's Kootenai Hospital. We walked in, almost ushered to the check-in. One person actually gave three compliments, and it seemed so genuine. I was like, okay, kind of made a note of it. Went upstairs, greeted again by somebody who took our paperwork. And at some point, I finally asked him, so is this something that you are trained to do? Because this is not a coincidence any longer. This is like a series of very thoughtful, genuine uh, welcomes. And he said, well, we're trying, you know, we did a test or did a three years before, found out we really weren't as good in customer service as we thought we were. So we self-realization, self-awareness. And so they made some changes and it seems to be working. Now, of course, you have to bring in the right people, the right staff, people that are interested in doing a good job and have a heart to do that job. But still not not an easy task especially in the healthcare system that we have been uh, grown accustomed to well you talk about a situation where people really are at their worst you you walk into a hospital and you're there because you don't feel good or a family member doesn't feel good so you're already at a position of disadvantage when it comes with dealing human to human but they're now let's talk about what does the customer want the customer wants to be identified they they want to know that they're in a place that cares for them as an individual as a person rather than as a number i mean if you you walk in and immediately they hand you a number and make you go sit in the seat until your number pops up on the screen that that's a different level of customer service that is that, the definition of being a number that's right so I, I think like in a hospital setting like you're describing, the act of inquiring on how you're doing, can I help you, being, being um, attentive to the people who are coming through the door for that particular operation, that is good customer service. That doesn't mean that that's the same everywhere. I don't necessarily want to chat it up with the butcher at Fred Meyer. Uh, when I walk up to the, to the meat market and 
and I'm inquiring about some meat, I'd, I'd like them to be knowledgeable. I'd like them to be forthcoming. I'd like them to be friendly. But I don't, I'm not the kind of guy that's going to sit there and chat about the kids or, or the aunt who recently passed away. So has there ever been a time where you just felt like you had a few minutes to kind of blow and didn't mind having that conversation? Well, sure, in the right place. And it's something that, you know, we talk about never profile people. Well, this is something where you do have to read the client, read the customer, and find out. It, it, they will, in body language alone, tell you if they're in a hurry or not. <laughs> We're just uh, playing with stuff here in the studio. Uh, so um, one thing I wanted to, to mention or at least have a comment on, uh, businesses complain all the time about Walmart and Amazon taking their business, but yet haven't filled the empty gap that these bigger businesses can't fill. What do you think about that, and what can businesses do to help fill that gap? Well, you know, I. what's rule number one? The 22 immutable laws of marketing. Rule number one says be first. And if you can't be first, then be different. So you see all of these stores complaining about trying to compete with Amazon. I'll leave Walmart aside here for just a minute. They're kind of a different beast. But uh, everybody's complaining about Amazon because they don't have a brick-and-mortar infrastructure. Everything's being shipped. Well, actually, they do have a brick-and-mortar infrastructure. It, it's just handled on the front end. The customer never sees it because they just shop on their computer. But it costs businesses quite a bit of money to sell their products on Amazon. I, I like to say the only person who's making money on Amazon is Amazon. But the, the, the shopping experience itself is not the thing to emulate. So like Fred Meyer, my, the local store that my wife and I shop at all the time, they recently took out half of their uh, checkout stands and replaced them with self-checkout stands. Uh, generally speaking, I'm not against technology. I've been a technologist for 35 years. But I see that as just a ploy to eliminate jobs. We complain that people don't have enough family wage jobs and then businesses are cutting out those employees. I, I think minimum wage demands and societal pressures are driving some business decisions like this, but our particular store, they put in really half of this, the checkout now is self-checkout, and I just disagree with that. So me, I don't mind waiting. I've got a little extra time. I pulled up one, one day after they made this conversion and pushed my shopping cart into the checkout stand and there's about two or three people back. And this young lady, she came up and she said, sir, can I help you? Obviously, good customer service. Um, well, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm fine. She said, I can, I can take you over here at the quick checkout. I said, that's okay. I'd, I'd rather have a human check me out if that's okay. She said, no, no, really. This will be much faster. I can take you through the self-checkout. I'm, I'm actually appreciate it. Thank you. But I'm against the self-checkout. Well, there's really nothing to be against, she said, just pushing it, really. And I, I finally said, look, lady, if I wanted to do this myself, I would have stayed home and shopped on Amazon. It's interesting you bring up that story because in, in light of trying to provide the best customer service for people to get in and out of the store, uh, you just didn't want to go that route. And they, 
they didn't take the first two no's. So they took the third no. Uh, Safeway, almost identical sort of thing. When I went in to pick up two items, very light items, but they are trained if you have two or more items to ask if you need help out to the cart. Also, when you're asking where something is located, they'll, they'll tell you the aisle number and then they'll ask if you want them to show you, which I think is fantastic. And I sometimes take them up on that because if I'm in a hurry, they can go right to it. But this person said, would you like help to the car for the little pack of gum and the whatever it was that probably weighed eight ounces? And I said, uh, if possible, could I have two people give me a handout? Now, I was making kind of a joke, but I think that's pretty obvious at that point. You, you, you use your common sense and don't move forward on what you were trained on. But I do, I do appreciate the idea behind the customer service logic behind that. Well, you know, we've really shifted. Here's where Walmart comes into play. We've shifted more into price than we have customer service. I remember when I was a kid. Uh, customer service was everything. We'd pull the car up to the gas station and three guys would run out and, and check the air in the tires and check the oil under the hood and, and fill up the gas tank. Um, I, I don't think I've seen three attendants at a gas station in the last 20 years. But like Walmart, Walmart carved out a niche in the marketplace based purely on price. So kind of goes to the idea what is good customer service a very good question it depends on the operation if i'm going to walk into macy's and shop for a pair of pants i'm expecting the full service experience i'm expecting the attendant to walk me around the store measure me make sure i get the right pair of pants and take care of me if i'm buying a pair of pants at walmart I'm not expecting that. I'm expecting cheap. I'm expecting inexpensive. Uh, I don't know if I'm necessarily expecting fast, but I, I'm definitely expecting inexpensive. So I think customer service by definition is a product of the type of business and what you are setting out to provide your consumer base. Very interesting points. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to ask the question, do consumers have a role in good customer service? This episode is sponsored by Virtual Web Department, the virtual marketing department for small business. Virtual Web Department understands the financial pressures facing small businesses, and they provide an affordable, flat-fee, month-to-month service plan that provides all the digital and business marketing solutions a small business needs. These guys figured out a way to deliver effective, service-based, on-time, and measured by results. And their month-to-month -month billing puts them on the spot. Not locking you into a long-term contract means you have full control. The Small Business Association reports that 82% of businesses who fail do so because of cash flow problems. The flat fee approach Virtual Web Department takes gives business owners upfront knowledge of what their digital marketing costs are going to be. Rather than having to hire a full-time or even part-time employee, partnering with Virtual Web Department gives your business the expertise you need to advance at a fraction of the cost of hiring an employee. Best part, I think, is Virtual Web Department is more than just a digital marketing company. 
They help with trade show exhibiting, printed materials, direct mail services, video and podcast production, social networking, email campaigns, pay-per-click advertising campaign development and management, and search engine optimization. Are there even digital marketing firms that don't offer SEO? That's pretty much a staple service, isn't it? Sure, but it is rare to find a company that brings the full meal deal to the table. Like the happy meal of business. Yeah, not sure we can say that. Pretty sure another company has branded that one, but we can say it brings an entire buffet of options to the table. You must be hungry. Yeah, maybe I am just hungry. However, I believe small business owners will also be hungry for the budget-saving services of virtual web departments. With over 65 years of combined business experience, virtual web department brings practical world experience to a small business owner. Turn to the service provider that moves at the speed of business. Turn to virtual web department. Visit www.virtualwebdepartment.com or call 208-286-2607 and let them know you learned about their offering from the Business Buffet. Welcome back. We're talking about customer service, but wondering why it always seems to be more like lip service. And, And before we went to the break, I asked the question, do consumers have a role in good customer service? I think they do. I think customers actually are the center of good customer service, kind of like my shoe store example. We should be more communicative with the people who are helping us. If there's somebody there to help us in the first place, we should at least be honest enough to tell them what is what it is we want. More often than not, we hide that information, especially you know, like in my case, the shoes, I'm looking for a nine and a half white tennis shoe and I'd like to pay less than $30. We don't want to tell them how much because we've been conditioned that if we give them a price, they're going to spend all the money. But I walked into the store expecting, expecting to spend around $30 for a pair of shoes. Why wouldn't I share that with the customer service person? Maybe they don't have shoes for $30. And see, I don't have a problem at all sharing that. If I go in with an expectation, look, this is what I need. This is how much I want to spend. Can you help me? Just get it out of the way. If they show me something that's a little bit more, I will ask, is there anything less than this? And if it's a no, then I have a decision to make. And I don't mind walking out if that is really my criteria. Um, I'll tell you, we've all been to a restaurant and a very capable, genuine, high customer service server will uh, help us and we see people do this all the time don't give them the time of day short on the answers just making them work for everything i do not believe that is the right approach i'll tell you what i go to a restaurant and i want to i want to be that table that they talk about in the back of the kitchen on a good note for the rest of the night it's like oh my god this guy was a breeze he's funny made my night go much quicker Uh, in shopping at a store how many people do you see leave carts out of the cart return area or in the store they have the cart in the middle of the aisle they'll be on the phone really loud these are all things that can um, lead to good customer service as a whole as the whole epicenter of the ecosystem of the store so I do believe we have something to do with good customer service. If we're there to help the person help us, it will be a win-win. My favorite is uh, my wife and her friends, they love to yak. Um, We walk out of a store, and if she's with a friend, 
I just pass them and, and move along because I know what's going to happen. For some reason, they get to the door, there's an obstacle, a distraction or something, and they slow down. And they're walking side by side, and it's just kind of like a moving roadblock. And invariably, they get outside the door, just outside the door, and then they stop because our car's over there and her friend's car's over there, so they're going to part ways, and they're going to stand there and they're going to block everybody coming out of the store. Maybe not a case for the customer service, but I think what you're talking about is captured in this. We as consumers, we should be a little bit more attentive in the environments that we're in and I think that'll kind of lead to better customer service. Share, share another story. Now, I'm a veteran, and I, I use the VA for health care. And I, I'm one of the, the fortunate few, I guess, who has a really good experience with the VA. I've had open-heart surgery through the VA, a uh, very complicated did you did you make it through to tell about it? I did. I did. Surprising. Surprising. Nice. You know, although uh, a lot of people say I'm part of the walking dead, but I, I digress. I digress. <laughs> so I, I was sharing the story with my primary care physician. Um, there was a recent situation in Phoenix at the VA where a few soldiers, I guess, died technically waiting in line for their medical care. And I, I told my doc, uh, I said, you know, actually, I, I want to compliment you guys because uh, I really get good service. And my, my case hasn't been the easiest to deal with. I, I just want to say thank you. Um, you know, every day I view as a gift, and, and you guys have really made it easy. And her response was actually kind of telling. I don't, I don't know if it's indicative of the entire VA system, but what she said is, you know, sometimes people make their own health care harder than it needs to be. People come in with unrealistic expectations, and it's usually around the time demand. And it kind of makes it difficult, especially in a socialized medicine environment, where they want something right now, and there's just no such thing. In my case, I'm pretty patient. I just... If I need to wait, I need to wait. I was in the Army. That's hurry up and wait is kind of the motto. What you're saying is you are a patient patient. I am a very patient patient. Very good. And you know, you just touched on something that we, everybody could probably up their game on, and that is just pay a compliment, say thank you, have gratitude for those things that are working well. And, you know, we try to fix the other things, but, you know, really concentrate and put energy into the things that are working well. You know, so asking a question, how can businesses better serve their customers? By training your employees to start with the thank you. When a customer comes in, they have decided to share part of their life with your establishment. And your employees should thank them for that. It, it's a matter of setting the tone. If you walk into the transaction, the human-to-human -human transaction, with kind of a chip on your shoulder and and you're waiting for them to say what is it you want you're gonna get one level of customer interaction whereas if a customer walks in and you walk up to them and say thank you so much for coming today how is it I can help you I think you're gonna get a different level of interaction with your customers
We are starting to run short on time, but I will mention this. Uh, if businesses understand they do things differently to make more money, to increase the revenue stream, you would think that they would change their customer service in a more positive way, knowing full well the ramifications of bad customer service. I was reading something recently about the side effects in bad customer service. Damage to the rep reputation, leads that don't convert, a lifetime value of that customer drops. Lose your best employees, because they get tired of having to fend off all the questions. Profit-sucking cycle. I mean, these are all bad side effects of poor customer service. Well, when the employees often are, are asked to think about the bottom line, but as business owners, are we educating our employees what that means? Are we teaching them about lifetime value of a customer? Or are they just looking at the next transaction? I look at customers not in, um, can I get the first job? I look at, can I keep them for the fourth, fifth, and tenth job? I'm always looking to you know, set the bar low and over-deliver, under-promise and over-deliver. I, I think if businesses work with their employees a little bit to help them understand the life cycle of the customer, it might go a long ways to improving their customer service. Seems simple enough, but hard to execute. So off the beaten qu uh, path question for you, Ed. You're involved in some networking groups, aren't you? I am. I am. I use networking to grow my business regularly. But is it really worth it? It is. It is in multiple ways, not just in getting me out of the office, but uh, I have a rather large network of people that I can call when I need something. So this sounds like a topic we could probably expand on, and I think we're going to do that next episode where we talk about business networking. For today's episode, we're going to wrap up with a quote from Leonard Brandwine. Beware of computer programmers that carry screwdrivers. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to today's Business Buffet podcast. If you came in hungry for some business nuggets, we hope we left you satisfied. Pardon me. We invite you to visit our website, businessbuffet.page. Until next time, we hope you eat hearty in business.